Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello, beautiful people. This is Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozioma Anioji. And I am back again, as always, with another amazing episode for you guys. Today, we want to look at communication. You know, something amazing about communication is it's an essential skill that we all need. Whether you're a business person, family man or woman, or in the workplace, whatever you do, you have to communicate with someone else. And... An absence or breakdown of communication can put even the best relationships in serious jeopardy. It is serious, like it is a serious issue. That is why today we want to look at interpersonal communication in the workplace. How do you communicate effectively in the workplace so you don't get into trouble? (laughs) So today I have a guest on the show. She is a human resource manager and expert in that field right so she will help us dissect this topic so we know what to do in the office as regards communication so we don't put ourselves in problems <laughs> all right i have favor easy with me on the show today thank you favor thank you for joining me on the show and welcome thank you so much Ozioma. it's such a pleasure to be here thank you so much it's an honor to have you. First of all, before we get into communication, you are big on human resource management. What made you go yeah. into this field? What inspired your your choice of career path? You know, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay, interesting. Thank you so much for asking. I like to tell this story a lot. I like to tell it. I studied biochemistry in uni, and as of my second year, I knew I can't practice biochemistry because getting into the lab and doing some practicals, I'm like, nah, this is not for me. It's so boring. <laughs> you know, but why at the first school lab, I realized that instead of um, conducting the experiment at all, I was actually organizing people. I was trying to address their questions and all, but I wasn't doing the practical. So it got me thinking a lot because I just realized practical isn't it, biochemistry isn't it. But then what is it? I got an exposure um, uh, as a Unilever brand ambassador. And at the conference we had, that was when I got to know about HR for the very first time. We had a campus ambassador conference. So I got to know about HR. I saw the people organizing what they were doing and all. And I'm like, okay, this looks like what really I love to do, organizing, you know, supporting people and all. And then I go back to uni, I go back to school, and I started doing a lot of research about it, doing some trainings ever since then. I knew it was HR. I stuck with HR. I, I finished the university. I went on. In fact, I actually delayed my service to intern with them wow. for at least one year. Intern in HR, move on to um, work with them, you know, and all. So it's been HR, HR. And I'm very passionate about supporting people, helping people. You know, I'm a very curious person. Um, I like to think of myself as an effortless leader. So I try to leverage that leadership ability to help others skill. So that's why uh, I'm passionate about HR. That's why I'm in HR. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, really. And as as a HR expert or professional, I should say, communication <laughs> is something that is at the center of human relationship, right? 
have people mm-hmm. have gotten into trouble without even knowing it because of what they said or probably how they said it. Okay, yeah. so now getting into the work environment. So I'm going to um, leave this stage so you take it on from here. So getting into the work environment, how best do we handle interpersonal communication in the workplace? All right, so it's over to you now. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, Josiama. Yeah, like you rightly said, communication is the crux of the matter everywhere in our relationships in the workplace. And then coming to the workplace, this is a place where people from different walks of life are at and they are earning their living and they have different approaches to doing things. So it's very, very sensitive. Okay, so I'll tell a story. I like to tell stories. And then I'll go on to explain how this um, communication impacts relationship. Um, before I mentioned I worked at Unilever, it was amazing, it was exciting. I moved on to work somewhere else, TLC. I was a superstar, had great relationship, even up to suits. Mm. You know, even though I wasn't a manager, but I had a communication, strong communication. Uh, I could network, I could, you know, express myself, assertiveness, all of those things up there, like... My colleagues, of course, in fact, really, some of my colleagues were in, so I, I don't know, but because I had a great relationship, probably they just figured it out or they just um, stringed that long ago. I, I really can't say right now. Mm-hmm. But what I know is that it was great. Everyone, I was happy. It was a great place to work for me. Then, when I had to leave to move on to my current place where I work, okay, okay as the head of people and culture, I had a serious, should I refer to it as culture shock? Yeah, because I came and he, um, as at then, 95% um, the demography were young people, millennials, Gen Zs and all, mm-hmm. okay? So I was coming into this place with a great, I mean, with a very assertive personality, you know, very direct, very expressive person. And um, for them, it took them aback. Mm. I had friends, <laughs> yes. It was a strange relationship and it was a big learning for me. So I, that's I like to tell the story. Yeah. Because most of the people, they perceived me as, you know, um, authoritative. Mm, they perceived right. me as, um, yeah, they perceived me as opinionated. A number of things. And these were things that I was doing in the previous context, mm. you know, of my workplace. And it was amazing. Mind you, my boss at this current place, he loved it. In fact, he said that's one of the reasons he wanted me to come on board and all of that. Oh. All of that. <laughs> but the people I was supposed to really impact and support as HR, they had a lot of defenses. They had their walls up and on. Mm. And trying to break it was a barrier. And I needed to come and make a lot of change, you know, bring the experience from the structured workplace to a startup. So you know, filling out that gap was really difficult. And I remember three months into my stay, I had a very hard-to-hard conversation with my boss because I was going to get frustrated, yeah. quite frankly. In fact, that period, each time I come home, I'm asking my husband, am I okay? Am I fine? Is there a problem with me? Have I changed? What do you think? Because at work, people made me feel like um, I was difficult. I was, you know, uncompromising. I was not flexible. I was rigid and all of that. So I come yeah. back home every day. I was just bouncing it off my husband to you know understand he kept reassuring me that nothing is wrong i'm fine i'll figure it out it's a new space and all then i had a conversation three months down the line with my boss and he gave me a number of feedback that i wasn't seeing 
Okay. Um, yes, I wanted to drive a change, but I wasn't seen and I wasn't communicating in their language. Mm. Now, this was it. He had mentioned to me that most of these people, they are young people. They've not been in a structured place before. Yeah. They probably will be open to it, working in a structured place and all, but they've not been there. And they are, of course, they were hardworking and very intelligent people. So for them, typical millennials and Gen Zs, they will rebel. <laughs> they will rebel. And that leads me to the context. Now, communication is critical and you need to know your context. You need to know the people you're speaking to. The same way when you're communicating or you have a seminar, a workshop, you need to know who your audience are and you need to know how to navigate through it. Another um, experience that also shaped my communication approach, before I talk about the four ways to, or the four things to focus on when you're communicating, is I had a conversation with one of the big rebels, one of the biggest rebels at that my workplace. Yeah. Then, And he said something I took. He said... People are sensational. People are emotional about things, okay? <laughs> Especially the young generation. So they want, they like vibes and all of those crews and all. You have to speak that language. Yes, yes it doesn't generate facts and figure, but you speak that language and address whatever you still want to address. But you can't speak the very serious language and you still expect them to you know understand what you're saying so it's more like compromising here and there to still achieve what you want to achieve mm-hmm. remember i was coming from a very structured professional way of doing things straight direct but here was i with young people probably that have not worked in previous places but very smart and you know also self-aware and they they want it a certain way. So when I had that conversation with him, it changed my perspective. I am personally not a person that is moved by emotions, sentiments, and nah. all. But he's, yeah, I'm not moved by emotions and sentiments. But after that conversation, I started watching out for sentiments mm. and knowing how to, you know, address it. Why trying to drive the change I want to drive? And this will lead me to the first subject that I want to talk about. That's learning how to relate interpersonal skills um, um managing different people at work the first thing is to learn to understand your own biases and address them mm, okay geez. yeah i don't like sentiments like i mentioned i like things being like i don't understand why i need to beg you to do what you're paid to do that's quite mm. different like <laughs> i understand when you're having challenges and i need to support you but i don't understand the whole um trying to beg you and sentiments emotions and all i'm very direct because i'm results oriented actually mm-hmm. so coming into this place i didn't see that perspective okay i was always looking from the lens of like when i came in i came with a lot of structure performance management let's mm. effect it let's drive it of course there was the reward part of it you know but i was just so keen on getting results i wasn't paying attention to their sentiments their emotions how they felt about certain things you know all i what i used to say then is that i, I, I know i'm a very good person I believe so because I've had close friends attest to that. Yeah. So I'm not really moved by what people say today. They'll come around later on. That was my mantra because mm-hmm. you know most people are driven like that. So, but along the line, I realized I was frustrated because the people I'm supposed to support, I'm supposed to encourage, I wasn't because I didn't first and foremost realize my own bias, my sentiments, or my yeah. disposition was affecting the result I wanted to get. Okay, so be conscious about that. And in this case, for me, it was a thing of um, very 
um, direct, very assertive, very results-oriented. For some other people, it might be that you don't like people from this particular tribe. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And then it's already, or you have a lot of um, bias and, you know, a, a, a number of prejudice you have a, about some people or a close friend or a close family has about those group of people. For instance, in Nigeria, where we're speaking from or where we're from, yeah. okay, you have people a particular tribe you know there are some um um biases we have about some tribe they say the evils i'm evil so we like yeah. money too much we're too yeah. ambitious and all. <laughs> exactly so, yeah so you're already <laughs> you're already approaching people like that with that bias everything they say you see from that lens mm-hmm. do you understand so it can affect how you relate with them how you communicate with them remember Communication is geared at getting somebody to understand to achieve the same aim or a set goal. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking through those lenses, you might never achieve that aim because Mm. you'll be seeing things in a colored way. So you need to learn, be self-aware, be conscious, be aware of even your context okay be aware what works with person a person b might not work with the other person like you need to be super and that's why hr is one of the most um um daunting responsibility i would say because Mm -hmm. even today i know the complexity of people you're trying to manage this person this way you're having coaching session for this person you're trying to give this person ultimatum like you need to do this between them because that's what works for this person Mm -hmm. you're trying to you know convince this person that oh their manager really love it you're doing a number of emotional management because they are different people different strokes for different people so you need to be aware of yourself aware of your context aware of the fact that people around you are different they have their different biases they have their different opinion you have yours but the eyes should always be on the goal so that you don't use your biases or your lack of awareness of other people's biases and you know disposition and you don't achieve the goal of what you want to um achieve okay yeah, another thing that um, works in trying to manage different personality and communicate in the workplace, okay, is to ensure to diffuse friction and foster engagement. Mm-hmm. I like these stories because I have truckload of experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we need we need those stories because he has drives the points home. The points home. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I'm someone I'm not afraid of confrontation. Mm-hmm. I believe. I believe so much in getting results that if it means that we'll be confrontational, we would be. I don't take it personally. Some people do. Yeah. That's one of the things I realize. I don't take it personally because for me, it's about the job. You know, I might even forget we had a particular kind of heated conversation. As long as we get the job done. <laughs> yes, as long as we get the job done because, hey, move on. Like, it's not about you. It's about the job. Yeah. But I realized as I moved on, a lot of people they were too defensive around me because mm. for lack of a better word when you don't get it right you know that i'll call you out when you mm-hmm. get it right i'll praise you straight up let's keep moving so but most people don't like being called out but you need those most people also to mm. get some things because they have some skill sets okay so one of the things i started doing was intentionally diffusing friction mm. intentionally looking for more diplomatic way you know i must really give credence to my manager my boss you know he called out this a lot okay intentionally giving i mean looking for diplomatic ways to 
you know, manage people to avoid friction. Do you understand? Yeah. Intentionally looking for it. And what it does is that people are less defensive around you and you are able to intentionally influence them hmm. or effectively influence them. They are less... And this is in the workplace. Do you understand? Yeah. And the thing is that I have a different personality in the workplace, at home, and, you know, my religious space, my church, and or I have a different personality for each spaces. And this personality at the workplace, I had to start borrowing some of the personality in my religious space yeah. to achieve the goal. You know, in religious space, we're more, you know, accommodating, more yes, tolerant. So. <laughs> <laughs> they slap you on this cheek, you turn the other cheek. You know, they turn the other cheek. <laughs> and yeah. oh, and all of those. You know, so I had to start borrowing because for me, in the professional place, I'm like, this is business. Let's get the job done. But I had to start borrowing leave and then applying it to the workplace. And I realized it was, it is working. working. And mm. quite frankly, this is very, um, vulnerable moment earlier this year i also prayed to god i'm like god i want a great working relationship with people it has improved but i want to it was part of my goals this year because yeah. it's something that's very particular about if i'm going to achieve success i can't achieve it alone and this is a different setting okay so i need to navigate it and i'll tell you it has improved greatly also beyond avoiding friction in fact maybe i can mention some examples an example is is somebody sent an email and you know, there are some emails you see, work emails, and you want to give it back to the person, back to back, back to back, you know. And then, rather, I'll either call you or walk up to you and try to um, empathize, like understand where you're coming from. Okay, it will take me to the next point, but I, I try to listen to you first mm. and see what, because I realize a lot of people act in fear that's when you do certain things so i try to empathize understand and then respond and we agree on what i will respond to you via email of course not compromising whatever but you see it as less of an attack or less of um you know a harsh response and you see it more around oh okay um this is what we talked about i understand why she'll be saying this that has been working i'm just sharing one of those examples mm-hmm. okay another one might be to get somebody else to go speak to that person you know maybe the person is still tense towards i mean still um heated or you know um defensive towards you look for a middle person that person is more um relatable to and get the person to speak to them explain and get the person to speak to that person and then have the both of you discuss again. So yeah. one of the things I usually do is my business, when some people do some things that are wrong in the workplace, I have my business partners. I call the person, this guy has done this nonsense, okay? But I don't want to talk to the guy. So go and talk to him, mm-hmm. okay? Let him see X, Y, Z. If you're having any challenge, come back to me. I'll advise you what to do. Get, and the person goes and speak to that person and you know just making ways to just manage people and ensure you know you achieve the goal you want to achieve and people are not feeling less of themselves or are not feeling you know disconnected yeah. okay and then um another part of this friction that is like a balance to it is foster engagement okay. what do i mean and that's something we're very intentional about this year um, I'm using examples, real life example. My workplace, previous years, we've just had activities here and there, but this year we had intentional employee engagement activities. Okay, touch point, a lot of touch points mm-hmm. where we get to speak to people. I get to speak to people, for instance, when people resume, I get to speak to them at least 
after the onboarding, one month after I'm checking in with you, how you're doing, all of that. Do you understand? Yeah. Getting to even know the person's bias, having conversation, you know, different points in time. We have mentoring session and a number of all those um, um, conversational sessions. I'm listening to you. I'm trying to get to know how you are and all aside the general employee engagement activities. So as a leader in the workplace, as an employee intentionally, and likewise, people on my team, they also, you know, invite that they have conversation with people. Most of them do once a week, at least with one person. Yeah. You know, that way you're able to understand people. And the truth is that people are sentimental. True. As True. in, I need to say this over and over. When you start discussing with them often, they start kind of turning a blind eye to the things they would have fled at before. Mm-hmm. They start feeling like, oh, this is my own person you know like they are no longer too reactive to some of the things they would have reacted to before mm-hmm. do you understand so that engagement employee engagement generally personal engagement with people be intentional oh their birthday send them happy birthday you know just intentionally reduce friction and foster engagement foster communication that's very critical okay now to so the third thing i would mention is empathize and listen empathize you know um it's very 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 important if you want to communicate effectively you need to be able to put yourself in the person's situation person you're discussing with to understand yeah okay and that's one of the things i didn't quite get right from the beginning you know, at my current place of work. And not because I didn't want to, but because I came with... There are a number of things my boss had told me to achieve. And, oh, no, comparing as comparing it to where I'm coming from, I knew this would work. I've done it before. Yeah. But getting into the situation, <laughs> I was trying to apply what worked in other places here. It wasn't working, yeah? So I had to just pause, understand the people again, mm-hmm. understand their bias, like their sentiments, understand, I'll be frank with you, some of which don't make sense to me. <laughs> but I have to respect them and put them in perspective. If mm. not, you will not get the results. You will mm-hmm. not be able to relate with them. A number of them are coming around. In fact, I've gotten feedback. I didn't know you had this. I thought you were X, Y, Z. I thought you were X, Y, Z. <laughs> I didn't know you had this. What I was <laughs> yeah. A number of them, but when they're having major issues, they now come to favor because they know that favor is the assertive person, but mm-hmm. she would also listen yeah. and understand. And they see some things like in my head, I'm like, are you serious? But I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm trying to make excuse, but it's fine. That's to empathize and listen. And you need to listen, listen. In fact, nowadays I tell people that my job is to listen. Mm-hmm. Listen mm-hmm. to everything. You need to listen. You need to listen. Listen to everything they are saying. Then sometimes you will hear what they are not saying when you listen to what they are saying. True. Intentionally. True. Yeah, you hear what they are not saying. And you're able to further relate with them. Imagine that you're somebody saying something to you okay and you hear what they are not saying and then you pick it and you say so does this mean xyz mm-hmm. you you the person will be so the person will feel so, so valued that you were not just trying to listen you were really listening, really listening. and trying to understand yeah. yeah so it means a lot and this is a game changer if you want to manage people this is a game changer if you want to understand people especially as a leader if you're a leader in any space your job majorly is to listen, listen, listen. listen from listening, 
you know you know how to help people from listening you know how to guide people from listening you know how to correct people in a way that would be effective for them okay and then finally resolving conflict you need to be intentional okay intentional and i've already spoken about it when i was talking about um i'm reducing friction when conflicts do happen because it would happen yeah it would happen be intentional to look for ways to resolve it either directly apologizing for either them misunderstanding you or whatever ways do you understand me? yeah or you know looking for other ways that works there are some people that people who have friction you've moved on they've not mm-hmm. personally sometimes you just buy them stuff oh happy birthday say hello intentional yeah. okay because maybe they were wrong really 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 they were wrong but you don't want to say oh because they are wrong um i don't care mm-hmm. whether they are okay or not <laughs> no it's also a thing to intentionally you know have people on your side and i will say this over and over in the corporate world you don't make enemies especially if it's not something of ethics or integrity yeah it's just um misunderstanding on the job if it's ethical or integrity based then it's not about making friends it's about the job do you understand okay. but if it's any other thing i really think you don't want to burn bridges you you want to keep the line open because mm-hmm. who will become um an asset mm-hmm. for you tomorrow even beyond the current place you're working the world is a small space is a small place you know so you want to be intentionally ensure that um you resolve conflicts both internally you know that's you and people and even in your team personally if i hear that this person and this person are having this i'm not sorted out because until i look for a way to resolve it why it can spread you can start having factions Mm. having factions unnecessarily okay and that's not what you want to have in a business place you want to have a business place or a workplace where everyone is collaborating so especially as a leader you need to be intentional when i hear oh this person really please and not in an an attacking way to the person that was either wrong or both parties but in a way where they are able to see what this other person was saying and what this other person was saying and they are able to in fact most times I hear from both parties and I now tell them, what do you think the both of you pointing down a, a perspective that they probably were not seeing? And yeah. the both of them are able to resolve it themselves and mm. move on. But if you had left that unattended, so it might become, escalates. you know, um, yes, can excal- escalate and start affecting work. Do you understand? You don't yeah. want to have that. So these are the things I can mention. There are a number of other ones, but um, I just thought to stay with this. Um, yeah. Thank wow. you so much. Wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, you've talked a whole lot um, about leadership, communication as regards to leadership in the workplace. But I want to also ask, how do you, or what would be your advice to the people being led in the workplace now? What should they do when communicating to either their, their peers in the workplace or to their superiors? You know, because... Some people get into the the uh, work environment and they they say things that get them into trouble. You know, some people are not cultured, for lack of a better word, and then um, they get into trouble quickly because of what they say or how they say it. So, um, what would be your advice to young people getting into the work environment and they are not sure what the corporate world looks like? What will you say to those people? 
Okay, the first thing I need to say is be observant and understand the culture of your workplace. Okay. Various places, they have different cultures. Like in some organizations, they, they do the first name basis and in some other organizations, they do the Mr. Mrs. or Madam. Understand your culture, mm-hmm. okay? And then identify a champion, somebody that represents that culture effectively. And I'll tell you, attach yourself to that person. Because you learn better, especially if you don't know, if you've not navigated it before. Mm-hmm. Identify the person, attach yourself to the person and be learning and ask questions. So the first time I joined my, my first place of work, okay, when I write emails, I always run it by someone. Is he okay? Does he sound rude? Yeah. Is he authoritative and all of those? So you need to. That's how you learn. After a period of time, I wasn't doing that because I understood the cultures, the unspoken rules and all. So it's very important to be observant, identify the person that can that already embodies it or somebody they celebrate that does embody it and attach yourself to that person. You will learn better and faster. Mm, I like that. I like that. Wow, wow. I am glad we had to you know, put that balance in place because some people are very jittery when it comes to how do I get across to the bosses? You know, what do I say? What do I do? You know, those kind of things. So it's important that we bring this, um, I mean, we bring this information to them. So first of all, they know what to do when they get into the corporate world. You as, as a boss or a leader in the workplace, how do you communicate with people of the same class, like bosses like you? So what's that communication like in that space? Okay, I'll say this, respect. Respect is at the core of it, mm-hmm. okay? So <laughs> they are bosses. They want to be respected, trust me. you. Whether they are wrong or right, they want mm-hmm. to be treated with respect. So those are even the people you need to really, really know how to navigate um, um, communicating with them. You need to understand their, what's the best word, their bias or their approach to seeing things, mm. okay? So you need to understand it. And in communicating, use that approach. For instance, for some people, um, they don't like being attacked, mm. okay? Whether they are wrong or right, especially in public. So... Look for a better way. Instead of coming to a meeting to wait for In fact, what, what we started doing recently in my place of work is HODs align. Align with yourselves before coming to the meeting. Mm. So at the meeting, we're hearing a consolidated opinion. Not, I thought you said, I thought you said, you know, yeah. all of those differences. So it's very important. Too much. In fact, just, it's not like satisfying their ego, but um, respecting them really. Yeah. And in, awesome. communicate that respect intentionally. Yeah. Mm, mm. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Favor, for for bringing this enlightenment on the show today. I am grateful. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ah, great to have you. Bye bye. Bye. Amazing. 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 And I loved all the stories that Favor told. Like it drove the points home. You could understand from her personal experience. What she was trying to explain right so when you are dealing with people superior um, colleagues of course learn to respect people respect people's opinions i mean she's the expert and she has done an amazing job helping us understand how to interact with one another in the workplace right interpersonal communication in the workplace we took it from the leaders to the led to from the lead to the superiors and of course the, the leaders and leaders and i mean we took it all around 
This has been Rooted and Robust Podcast. It is my pleasure to have brought this episode to you. And until I come your way again next week with another amazing episode, stay blessed. And it has been Ozema and Yoji. God bless you. Bye-bye.